Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda. I hope all is going well in your world. I am so excited to continue our mini-series on writing workshop. I hope you listened to the previous three episodes in this mini-series. In the first, we talked about getting started with the basics of writing workshop and why it is so beneficial for students of all abilities. In the second episode, we focused on what you need to consider when creating units for the year. In the third episode, we talked about how to create easy and effective mini lessons to teach skills in a way that students will actually apply them. If you missed any, you might want to backtrack and give them a listen before listening to this. I'll link them all in the show notes. Today's episode is going to focus on exactly how to run the actual workshop in your middle school class. There is so much I want to tell you, but before we begin, I want to make sure that you know to grab a very valuable freebie. I recently published a course on teaching writing workshop on a platform called Teachable. In case you don't know, Teachable is a place to find courses on anything and everything. And you can earn professional development hours by taking an online course in the comfort of your own home. I am offering the first module, which means the first section of my course for free. I am even including the workbook for this portion of the course. I want to offer it for free because I think it's important to see if the course is right for you. I can tell you though, the course is right for you if you need to teach writing workshop, but either are new or need to revamp what you are doing. So don't forget to grab this freebie that is linked in the course notes. Okay, so let's get started with exactly how you are going to get started with running the writing workshop. In today's episode, we are going to talk about five main points. We'll talk about setting expectations, the mini lesson, workshop time, conferencing, and sharing. I know that for many of you, if you are new, this seems like an unbelievably daunting task. I promise you though, if you just stick with it step by step, you will get there just like I did because if I can do it, you certainly can do it too. And I'm really hoping that my many, many years of experience are gonna help you to kind of what I would call trim all the fat and not have to do anything unnecessary that would waste your time. Okay, so let's start at the beginning, which is point one, setting expectations. Before you begin your first writing workshop, it is crucial to explicitly state the expectations of students so that they know what to expect and what their role is. 
I advise that you make about 15 minutes to clearly go over all of these expectations and then post them in the room and on their digital learning platform. You want to treat this like you would treat any other lesson. Gather kids and tell them that your goal is to go over what you expect from them during writing workshop and what they can expect from you and from themselves. You need to let students know what materials to bring each day. I tell kids that if they forget materials, they'll just need to do their work somewhere else and transfer it into the correct place for homework. This way, we don't make a big deal of it and they know it is ultimately their responsibility. I have to tell you, it took me a long time to get to this point where it didn't agitate me when they would tell me they didn't have something. I would, you know, take it almost personally. And I really advise for you to not get into that with your kids because it doesn't help. When my kids are standing in front of me telling me all of the things they forgot and looking at me to exonerate them or yell at them or whatever they're expecting me to do. I just look at them very straightforward and I just say, figure it out, grab a piece of paper, do your work and transfer it where it needs to go tonight. And they're usually like, um, okay. <laughs> so be very clear though, as to what you want them to bring to class each day. So a little tip that I would have for you is to keep a wipe away board um, on your outside door and just, you know, bullet point the materials they need to bring. Keep it really simple. Writing notebook, pencil pouch, your rough draft, something like that. Okay. All right. We talked a lot about mini lessons in the previous episode, but when you're going over your talk and your expectations, um, you want your students to know that when you are doing a mini lesson, it is important that their focus is on you. And at this time, it is time for you to talk and for them to listen. Tell them this is not a time for their anecdotes and discussions. They will get time to talk during the turn and talk portion and have time for questions at the end, and they will certainly be able to talk to you once the actual workshop starts, when they're doing their work and you're walking around conferencing. But during the mini lesson, you talk, they listen. And I know you've heard me say this before if you've been listening, but you can't say this to them enough. I mean, I have told my kids this, yet their hands are still up, they wanna tell me something that's related, and you have got to keep that mini lesson moving quickly. Okay, another thing that you want to include when you talk to them about expectations is to let them know up front that you are going to be very clear with assignments and due dates. Decide on your late policy now and let them know. For me, if it's something like a draft that I'm counting as homework, it's a zero and then they have to do it in class. It's not really fair to a student who spent, you know, 20 minutes the night before making sure that their draft was in good order, only for the student to make it up and get roughly the same grade that they did. That wouldn't work for me, but you have to decide that. If it is a final piece, I count mine as 100 points. I tell them that they lose five points for every day that it's late. But whatever you decide, let them know up front. Also in our previous episode, we talked about the importance of movement during the lessons. 
kids need to move to a focus point so that they are not distracted and are gathered around you to learn the skill that you are presenting. Let kids know exactly where they will sit during mini lesson and during the, the workshop portion. Now, I can't tell you how many kids, when I tell them, please gather for our lesson, how many kids will say, can I just sit here? And I just look at them and shake my head, no, or I quite frankly ignore them and just tell them again to move because it is so important that they know for that very limited time, the mini lesson's only 15 minutes, that their focus needs to be on you. So I even tell kids, like if you are sitting at this table, this is where you're going to move because you don't want their side view, you want them facing you completely so that they're paying attention. Okay, I don't want to sound like I'm getting worked up about this, but I've been doing this long enough to know that middle schoolers, unlike primary school learners, are very sedentary, to put it in a non-negative way. Okay, the other thing that you want to let them know up front is that they're going to be working with a partner throughout the unit. Let kids know that they are not collaborating on one piece. Rather, their partner is there as a sounding board and to help them with ideas on their own piece. I also want you to make sure that you let them know up front that partnerships are not always perfect, but it is expected that they will work well together and help each other when needed. Again, I've been doing this a long time. I have kids who will stop and say, can I be his partner? And I tell them I'm not a DJ. I don't take requests and they usually laugh at that. Um, but it is up to you to decide with whom you are partnering that student. And we will be getting into that a little more specifically in the next episode. Okay, tell students that during the workshop portion, meaning the time when they get to work on their writing pieces, you expect them to write. I know that's so groundbreaking, right? I need you to write during writer's workshop. But you know how it goes. We have a lot of reluctant writers. So tell them that you know writing is hard you know it's hard to get started. You experience the same thing. But you also expect them to get something down so that when you begin conferencing, which we'll talk more about that um, in a different episode, that you have a starting point, that you can't conference with them on a blank sheet of paper. Let the kids know that there will be time to share at the end. And sometimes kids share personal information. That information must stay in the classroom. Okay, and we will talk more about sharing in the next episode as well, but it's important for the kids to know that this is an alleged safe space where their personal stories are not going to be spread throughout the school. Okay, so that was only point one. Let's get on to point two, which is the mini lesson. We've already been through most of the components of the mini lesson in our last episode, but just some quick reminders. You want to keep it brief. 10 to 15 minutes is your goal, and that is going to take practice. Do not beat yourself up the first few times. It's hard to get that pace down. The mini lessons that you design should each have a teaching goal that is explicitly stated. 
be sure that your students are clear on this. I mean, in every one of my mini lessons, it will say something like, today's goal is to understand that symbols sometimes reveal theme or something to that effect. We don't want to beat around the bush with it. I feel like when I was in, in junior high, that they would beat around the bush as to what you want, what you're supposed to learn. Don't do that to your kids. And again, during the mini lesson, you talk, they listen, hold all questions to the end. It's fine to share out a little bit during the turn and talk, but do this very sparingly. Be sure during your mini lesson that the last thing you tell them is a clear direction as to what to do when they go off to write. I like to then ask if there's any questions and get kids to work. I usually have them spread out around the room with their partner. My room is designed so that I have a couch, I have beanbag chairs, I have a carpet, I have a couple of tables, and they're allowed to um, go and pick a place to work. All right, point three, let's talk about the actual workshop time, meaning when they are supposed to be writing. Um, workshop is a time when they're working on their writing piece, right? And you are circulating and conferencing. And here are just some basics. Again, your students should be very clear on the expectations that you gave them as directions at the end of the mini lesson. I like to give my kids a few minutes to settle, then do a quick walk around to be sure that they're on task. Then I begin conferencing and more on that to come in a moment. It's okay and even a good idea at times to interrupt the class to restate an important point. I would not, however, stop class to go over directions again. Kids need to look at the directions again if they are unclear. They become just way too dependent on you for that. So if a student does not understand directions, they should go back and read them and talk to their partner. And then you could, you know, you don't want to ignore them, but, you know, then you could go back and check in with them and make sure that they're on task. The amount of time you'll have for the students to actually be writing will depend on your schedule. I would say an ideal goal is about 25 to 30 minutes of writing. Okay, point four today is about conferencing. Now, conferencing is a big, big topic, and it will have its own podcast. In fact, it is the next podcast in this writing workshop mini-series. Conferencing is one of the main components that really differentiates writing workshop from, say, just assigning an essay. For now, here's a quick overview. Conferencing is a crucial component of the workshop. Conferencing is a way to meet with kids individually or in small groups on skills or problems in their writing. It is also a time for kids to get general feedback on their piece. Conferencing has to be planned and intentional, or you will see that you waste a lot of time. Now, are we all perfect and have a perfect plan every single day? No. But I will tell you that when I am clear and intentional in my mind and in my plan, I can really make some changes in my kids' writing and move them along. Conferencing can be brief or more extended, depending on your goal. 
And again, we have a whole podcast coming up on that, and it's such an important one, and I hope you will be listening in on that as well. Okay, our fifth and last point is about sharing. This is a step that many skip due to time constraints. I know it's difficult to perfectly orchestrate a workshop model, but do try to fit this in. Kids need to see what others are doing, and many really just like to share. So I gather kids back together for this. Then we share as a group. When I gather my kids, just so that you know, I gather them to the carpet because that's what I like to do. I like to sit them around and so that they're all in one place and they're not in their desk trying to pack up and things like that. I would pick just one specific item to share. I wouldn't say who wants to share their piece so far. That, that's going to be way too boring for the rest of the class to have to listen through that. Um, try to make it related to the day's teaching goal. For example, if the goal was to use dialogue, have students share out their best example of a piece of dialogue in their writing. And then you can close up the lesson reminding them of the teaching goal and repeating any directions for homework. Okay, so that's chock full of information. Um, we talked about setting expectations, the mini lesson, workshop time, conferencing, and sharing. And I do just want to take a moment to say that if you are doing this kind of student-centered workshop and you're being observed, it is very likely that you are going to score very highly because it is so student-centered and you are just, you know, you're not doing all the talking. The kids are actually working and it's very purposeful. If you're feeling lost, again, please take the time to check out my course because I take you through every single step with a workbook so you are very clear and ready to go. Okay, and don't forget to tune in next week where we will be continuing with our mini series on writing workshop. Again, we'll be discussing conferencing, which is crucial to help you move kids forward in their writing so you don't want to miss it. And don't forget to grab your free writing workshop lesson and workbook to see if my course is right for you. I'm also going to link my full writing workshop units that are available on my TPT shop in case you are more interested in just having a full unit already planned at your disposal. They are month-long units and include all the skills, mini lessons, discussion, mentor text, and assessment pieces that you would need. So be sure to check them out if that's something that would be helpful to you. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. You can also DM me on Instagram at allinonemiddleschool. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.